Lucas Tigers and Bronze is brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. HGA is revolutionizing the industry by implementing software that will allow them to scan, analyze, and grade cards without subjectivity. This allows for consistent and unbiased grading. They have an easy submission process and best-in-class customer service. Their pricing model is simple. Pay by the day, not by the value of the card. And when they say 10 business days, they mean 10 business days. Let's, let's get in link, Cage. You, you haven't done one of these kickoffs in a while. I have Listen, like 10 minutes to spare if you want to kick us off. Okay, so we're going to kick it off today. We're kicking it off. I am in Andrew's head today, folks. I even <laughs> decided for the first time in 362 episodes that I would wear a white shirt knowing that he was going to wear one. We're the white shirt crew today. Yes, it's nice. It's you nice. Never, you don't wear the shirts like that. You don't wear just like white shirts. You always wear graphic tees. No, I always have graphic tees. I have some color. I have like they, they're supposed to look like they're from 1960. They're faded. But I have some gray and blue solids. This is just a solid white shirt, you know, running around today. <coughs> I figured I'd put on a shirt on. Sorry about that. A little cough there. Um, but yeah, kickoff. Let's see. Crazy stuff in the hobby. You know, seems like a little lull this morning and kind of like the hobby uh, hobby lunacy, hobby craziness. The soccer on right now. And, there's uh, there's a lull on everybody except for the meme James, who's just firing off meme after meme that's just top notch. So I love him, and and the you know the, a lot of Thanos stuff, a lot of like you know Infinity Stone, a lot of snapping and nothing happening, a lot of pulling the <laughs> the golden auctions out of Vision's head. I mean, just real top notch stuff. But I want to know the message behind it. Like, is he saying that you know that 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 Nat is a mastermind? Some of them seem to be like a mastermind with fails. Like I wonder whether or not when he puts these together, is he is he trying to communicate that that this grand design is going to work or fail? Because you know Thanos didn't exactly succeed. You know I'm not a Marvel guy, so I I, I don't know. But but to me, I think what what I've heard is like Nat was one of us, and now he's just this giant monster who owns the entire hobby. He so was there a collector are, at heart. There are many different subtle. So so I've used this a bunch of times. I think it was in Ghostbusters too. A pretty terrible sequel that probably should never have been made. Um, but in Ghostbusters 2, although I love the bad guys in that. Vigo and, and, and Johnny, where are you from? Um, but like the positive slime stuff was just silly. But anyway, in that, um, Sigourney Reaver's trying to clean up uh, Bill Murray's apartment. He's got like laundry everywhere. And he's like, what are you doing with that? And she's like, well, is it dirty? Did you wear it? He goes, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because I wore it doesn't mean it's dirty. There are many subtle levels of clean in laundry. It's not just clean or dirty. There are subtle levels. So when you say us, I would like to say that there are many subtle levels of us. And I don't think that when Nat looks at the majority of the hobby, he would call it us. You know, there's probably an us that he would, you know, accept as his us. But I don't know that I am in it. Or most of us are in it. So, but yeah, I mean, it, it leads to a good question, right? So I'll throw it out there to you because I don't want to make this a golden auction. It's a, bunch, a golden auction day or whatever day. We, we talked about, we beat the hell out of that yesterday. But, and by the way, I loved, love the comments. Keep them coming. We got some great comments on YouTube. You know, got a lot of great messages about the, you know, the last couple of episodes. We did like a real, you know, honest look, uh, realistic look of, at the hobby two days ago. And yesterday was a real honest look at, you know, some of the pitfalls potentially there in this golden PSA uh, merger takeover, you know, combination. So if you haven't listened, check those out and, and, and let us know what you think. Um, but I, I'll ask you. You're right. You went into it and you said, you know, Nat is a collector. 
And I remember when, when his group bought PSA, everyone was like, well, it's good. It's somebody who understands the, you know, the plight of collectors. It's a collector who's going to be at the helm. It's somebody, you know, okay, great. You know, you know, win one for the, for the, for the team here, you know, strike one up, you know, uh, that's a, it's one of the good guys who's going to be able to take over. And, no, I'm not blaming him, obviously. I'm not saying that he really has anything to do with this. But since he took over, you know, PSA has closed, raised prices, closed, raised prices, stayed closed, raised prices. Um, and now, you know, you got this golden PSA, you know, merger combination. And I hear less people saying, all right, it's great. We got a collector mm-hmm. involved. I mean, you just said it. So you, you think it's a good thing? You know, do you think it matters? I think there's a large group of people that hang on every word that PSA or PSA spokespeople say. Because if you think about it, man, PSA was the cash cow for so many people, right? It's true. How many people's lives have been changed in the last 12, 24 months just by buying cards, going to shows, buying cards, buying them off eBay, sending them to PSA, flipping them, and making some good money? Really good money, Cage. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And... Now with that not there and PSA making all these moves, I think uh, people's curiosities peaked and then they hang on every word uh, that PSA says. And I think um, I think that's a little bit of the lull today, too. Like if you guys see on Instagram and social media, there's not much going on with it, with cards today. It's very quiet. Maybe it's the holiday. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe long weekend, the people moving. Long week. But uh, it, it, it's interesting. It, it's Can I tell you what I was doing for the last like 18 hours? feverishly tell me top I shotting was, i want yeah, to talk about I top shot. I, I, I want to talk about top shot because you know it's interesting when we say something's dead it's only dead till it's alive again right and, and when there's these dull periods right now of like kind of uncertainty you start to think why not deploy a little bit of time effort into top shot so tell me what, what have you been looking at were you buying series one selling Selling, selling, selling. But you know why he's selling? Because I don't like to go into my pocket for money. I have my investment into, into Top Shot. I have moments. I'm basically transitioning moments, selling probably too cheap moments because they have um, a challenge that ends today. I mean, at one o'clock today, it's probably like as we're talking, it's ending. Yep. Um, and I needed to get my last one engaged. Um, yeah, I did the hollow challenge. Because I don't know if people remember this. I bought a Luca Hollow. That was like one of my first big purchases, uh, Series 1. And they made Luca the, one of the challenges for Hollow Series 2. Um, so the most you could have is 99. Um, they'll probably be closer to 50. The Durant one that just happened was like 61. So it'll definitely be less than the 99. It'll be you know pretty sought after because of that. And there was a, a pretty decent-sized bottleneck in it. You have to collect nine hollows. LaMelo Ball was one of them. And that, and that was, like, going up at, like, seven seven and change. You know, the rest of them, Cole Anthony, Sadiq Bay, and, you know, Van Vliet, Chris Middleton. Nothing, you know, spectacular in, in you know, in the, in the remainder of the list. Um, but, you know, last week's with Durant, Zion was in it. So that was a pretty decent size bottom line too, and 61 people still still completed it. So there are definitely still people who are you know involved in this. I saw a stat that as of yesterday, there were only eight people who had finished the Luca one. But I think as of this morning, there were 44 before I finished it. So you know, more than 50% will complete this. And really, what I'm doing, it's just fun. It's just I'm taking a shot. If 50 people complete it, I got a two percent chance that I get serial number one and get a really cool you know serial number on the challenge. So it's just a little gamble, just a little shot. I think also I did the math on how much I was putting in and what I think the Luca is going to come at. And I think it's positive EV, you know, based on what I'm spending. 
Um, and especially when I'm not really spending, I'm just, I'm converting other moments <laughs> into. Would it, would it surprise you if you saw another top shot run up heading into the fall before no, NBA season? No, because that's what happens, right? Check out the Bitcoin and, if, and Ethereum charts, right? I mean, it doesn't just run up, run up, run up, run up. You know, there was, what was it, 2018? There was a nice little run up and it came back mm-hmm. down and then it ran up again. You know, the, th- that's what happens with these, with these things, especially the stuff that has staying power. A lot of these NFTs, they're going to, they're going to see that big run up and then they're going to have kind of like a plateau period. And that plateau period, it, it's gonna it, it's gonna be whether they can survive, you know, whether they can keep the enough people engaged during that plateau mm-hmm. period and not let it completely fall off to nothing. And then you, I think you see another run up there, right? I'll tell you, I was at the wedding, the family wedding, and we were talking about sports cards, sports, all these things that are going on, crypto. It's all kind of one. It's money, right? right. We're really yeah, just talking about money at this point. Everyone just wants to get rich. People don't know much about sports cards, but people know about Top Shot and they've wanted to get in. Some people couldn't get in because they stopped allowing new accounts. Other people were like, I felt like I missed the mark. But I would say 20, 30% of the people at the wedding knew about Top Shot and were curious and interested in it. So there's something to be said about that, Cage, because I don't know if you guys know this, Top Shot cut off marketing. They stopped doing any promotion, any marketing. They didn't even let new accounts on. If they open that back up and as get off beta, it's going to be interesting to see what what can happen, right, Cage? Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, there's a million things you can do. Look, I mean, everybody kind of learns from each other, right? You know, Gary did his V friends, and you know, everybody out there knows how I how I feel about that, right? But Gary, you did the V friends, and you know, anybody who got that got you know three invitations to three straight V cons. Well, what, what what's to stop Top Shot from having a Top Shot con? Mm-hmm. You know, where if you have X number of collector score, you automatically get in. Um, that's your ticket for it, or having a booth or a challenge or something at the national. Uh, it's probably not happening this year, but maybe it's next year. Who knows? I mean, layering in utility and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it definitely is an interesting thing, and, and, and you know, uh, you're going to see the uh, you know the whole NFT space evolve. I still do believe that 90% plus of the NFTs that are being created now are going to become zero. I think that there is a universe of some. It's kind of like crappy altcoins, right? I mean, there were so many. People were creating you know, every type of altcoin in the world, and 90% of them are not going to go anywhere. But there are going to be the Bitcoins and the Ethereums and you know, the Litecoins and you know, Doge. We'll see what happens. But you know, um, Doge Lite, uh, you know, whatever it may be, right? So, so I don't want to get too crazy into Topshop because it, it's not really me you know, me buying into it as a, as a collectible still again. Um, and, and I will tell you that it was not the easiest thing in the world to switch from the moments I had to the moments I needed right. because you have to try to liquidate and that involves undercutting. And the yep. method that they have there is still not the best method for selling. They still haven't implemented any kind of an auction, any kind of a like, you know, make an offer type thing. Like there are so many things that people have been saying now for the better part of a year would make the user interface or like you, you like to talk about UI UX, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like there are so many changes that I think are relatively easy for them to make that they just haven't made. Um, and I think it would really help the the brand and help the user experience if they did. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I don't want to. What did you think of the Hawks, uh, Hawks Bucks game yesterday? Man, I mean, we talked about it two Hello. days ago. We said, we said, we're going to know what the Bucks team is made of. You know, we'll see how they come out and, and talk about coming out 30 to 10. I mean, Brooke Lopez woke up. He stopped checking out the fresh nuts and wheezing the juice. 
Uh, and, you know, he, he was an Encino man. That's his brother, the Encino man, actually. Robin Lopez is the Encino man, right? You, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know, the Brendan Fraser movie with Paulie Shore. With the, like, Come the, on now. Come uh, on now. So, so anyway, um, yeah, man. And they just came out and they said, you know what? We're going we're gonna to do this, right? And, you know, it's um, – I still think it's a pretty even series, right? Because the Hawks did the same thing last game. You know, the Hawks came out. They are. They were home. They started off on fire with no tray, um, and they basically led for the you know the entire game. And obviously, they they you know they didn't take their foot off the gas when when Giannis got hurt. Um, it's interesting because both of the teams have lost their stars. Um, I hope it's a little like a preseason game, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So you you know you, you know anybody who's betting on this and says, oh, I knew it. She just has to be quiet because nobody who was making a pick in this in this series was picking a, a, a tray. Uh, a trailless hawk team and a Giannisless uh, buck team. You know, yeah, Giannis, was walking, Giannis was walking around pretty well. He looked though. good. He looked right. Like he did. I, I was surprised when I was watching the game. I saw him on the sideline. He had no like brace, no cast, no air cast, no you know like no nothing. There was no no you know he was just kind of like street clothes looked fine. So I wouldn't be surprised if both of them were playing. You know, in the next game, I have no idea. I mean, I'm not a doctor, obviously, but they both looked like they could go. I mean, Giannis, if they make it to the finals. Giannis got a Willis Reed that thing. I mean, one of my friends would actually say he said Willis Reed that S, you know, but G rated. So I'll steal that quote. What, what does that mean, Cage? I don't know what that Willis means. Willis Reed, you know who Willis Reed is? You know what the so the Knicks were relevant at one point in time, not during the uh, during the nineties when they just couldn't get over the hump and couldn't beat the, the the Bulls or or when they lost to the Rockets in the finals. But but Willis Reed, Walt Frazier, the seventies teams, um, you know, for the Knicks, Willis Reed got hurt. And he came out of the tunnel and kind of like just, you know, when he, he only played for, you know, a little short amount. This happened this was before I was born, by the way. But it's like one of those New York sports moments that lives in, in you know, in infamy. You know, he came out, got the, you know, the team was like, wow, look, our injured star is coming. You know, he's going to play. You know, he's he's going to gut through it. And, the, you know, got the crowd all whipped up and in a frenzy. And the, and the Knicks wound up winning, even though you know, he really didn't contribute. But if Giannis is if, – if there's a way for him to limp out there and just, like, start off the game and, like, you know, get the team going, I do it mostly because he may never have a better chance to win a title than what they have right now. Do they do they need him in the next game versus a depleted Hawks team? No, they don't need him to win a, a title at all. Actually, I think that you know this team shows they could win the whole thing. But I, if I'm honest, no, 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 they I need him sure to win the title. Do they need him to win Game Six no. versus the Hawks? I, I, listen, I think they can win Game Six versus the Hawks, and I think they can beat the Suns without him too. That's crazy. I am not sold on the That's Suns. That's crazy. I am not That's sold crazy. on the Suns. Well, there, there's nothing to be sold on. They're a very good team. <laughs> I'm, I Are they a great good. team? They, they don't have a true, the true superstar, but they're a really good team. This was a very weird playoffs. I'm not yep, siding with LeBron. I'm not siding with LeBron. But the yep. injuries played a huge impact in these playoffs. And the Suns were not immune to it, too. Obviously, they played without Chris Paul for quite some time, right? But, yeah. but, but, four, but Four of the last four teams have had injuries to their best player. I mean, Kawhi, you know, Chris the, Paul, the Suns Trey, have had, and Giannis. The Suns have had what I, what I would consider a pretty easy road. And they still had some difficulty with a Kawhi-less Clippers team. I mean, the, the Clippers, you know, they, you know, Clippers gave him a series. Paul George is Paul George. Um, you know, we talk about him a bunch. I just, you know, look, this, this would be the easiest chance Chris Paul ever has to win a final, win a final two, win a championship too, right? He's going to be playing against a, you know, a Bucks team that's got an injured Giannis at best, right? So, um, I just, you know. 
normally you get to this point and you're, you're seeing super teams. You know, you're seeing teams that are, are playing great together. You know, I look at the Suns and I'm like, all right, really? I'm supposed to be afraid of what, Aiton? You know, everybody's seen his dance video. I mean, I got better moves than that, right? So. Do you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you? Forget about it. When's yeah. the last time you went out dancing, Cage? Well, we don't go out dancing anymore. You know, uh, it's not Saturday Night Fever there, John Travolta. You know, you dance, you dance, you know, at the appropriate time. But, like, I don't make plans to say, hey, let's go out dancing. Like, that's, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting. That's, that's, not, that's, not what, that's not what you do. No, I don't. I don't make plans. I go. I'll go out to. I go out to a bar. You know, I'll go out to a bar. We'll get a drink. You know, and if there happens to be some, you know, country you music on Cuban, there, I hear you're a big fan of a Cuban. I, I like Cubans. I like. I'm a big Cuban cigar. But you, 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 you look at the country music's on. Somebody plays, you know, some good country music on the uh, on the jukebox. I'll get in the line. I'll kick up some shit. <laughs> Can you believe we're on episode 360, Cage? Yeah, what 361? I think, or but plus the pilot. Oh, like, you're you're adding in the pilot. I mean, you know, all kinds of stuff, man. That pilot. <laughs> I listen to that pilot every now and again. I'm like, what the hell were we doing? <laughs> and you know what? We haven't changed the goddamn thing. So <laughs> no, not really. But, but Luca Nation. So you you're not going to see any ads run on our shows. You're not going to see any like you know um, on YouTube like switching over and running advertisements. All we've done, all the all our growth has been word of mouth, and our sponsorships are able to provide free content for you guys for able for you us to do this every single day. We're approaching a year. We're not quite there, but just wanted to say thank you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And all we ask is if we do a good job, please share. And guys, let us know where you if are. If we don't do a good job, don't share. Yeah, let us know where you are. Let us know what we're doing. I mean, like, I, we'd love to, as the world opens up, start meeting some of you guys. I mean, I get, um, you know, I, we, we, on one of the groups I get invited to a show in Boston this coming week. That might be difficult the same month as the National. We're thinking about going to the National. Um, that would be cool to meet some of you guys there. I'm uh, going to be on Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, July 6th. I'll be at a bleaker, uh, bleaker trading event. So they have another trade night uh, this Tuesday, July 6th. Star Stock will be in the house doing their Star Stock breaks. And uh, maybe, just maybe, I can convince them to let me break some uh, some product for them. Just, you know, be there and, and be involved in the break and kind of, you know, narrate and that kind of stuff. What do you think? What's your, dream box, what's your dream box to break? Oh, dream box is different. I mean, like, I'd love to break a box of Prism just because it's fun. It's easy. There's enough packs. There's enough hits. There's enough color to keep interesting in every pack. You know what I mean? Like, you got as a breaker, you got to take a lot of that into account. Like, people say, I want to break an 86 Fleer box. But, you know, that's a lot of packs. And not every pack has a Michael Jordan. You know, you got to go through those and be like, oh, look, Kevin Willis. You know, like, it is, you know, <laughs> it is what it is, right? Um but you know, same thing with eighty, eighty-one tops. Like, I would love to break that boxing and look for go, go, you know, magic bird hunting. But I can't pronounce the names of everybody else's Jack Sigma or whoever else is coming out of those boxes. I don't, you know. What about a ninety-six tops chrome? That would be cool. I mean, listen, honestly, I am a, I'm a nostalgia guy. I think that's what brings a lot of us back to, you know, to the hobby. That's what, you know, what what keeps it fun in the hobby. So if I were breaking a box. You know, just to really have like the inner kid in me come out. I think I'd love to break a box of like 92, 93 basketball. You know, a skybox box from series two that has Shaq's rookie in it and those inserts. You know, maybe get some draft picks. Um, you know, like an ultra box from 1993 looking for a scoring king, you know, um, and pull out like the rookies. Like I remember the rookie was 1992 
a basketball with Shaq. That was fun. Like I opened so many packs of that stuff. Like I think I could probably, you know, run through most of the 92, 93 uh, draft class by team. You know what I mean? Like I think you pick 10 or 11 was like Adam Keith to the Hawks. Pick eight. Todd Day went to the Bucks. You know, like Harold Miner. I'm like, I like, like I remember it still. We're talking decades ago. Cause I opened those packs. Like that would be fun for me. Cause I would remember that uh, baseball wise. I'd love to open 87 tops because it's cheap and, and no baloney. You guys want to watch it? Let's get an 87 top box. I will eat every stick of gum. I'll eat the gum. I don't care that it's 35-year-old 30, gum. I will eat the gum. Top's gum. And tops, I do. Top's gum never goes bad. Uh, but I would tell a story with every one of those packs about how – look, we pulled a Paul, Paul Molitor. That's a great card. He had a, like a 30-something game hitting streak that year. And like an idiot, I was trading away all my Mark McGuire rookies – for Paul Molitor because I thought his cards would be worth money because he had a great hitting streak. You know, as a kid, I don't know how this worked. You know, so you know those would be fun breaks for me. Obviously, you know, give me a '61 Fleer and let's look for Will Chamberlain cards. That would be kind of cool too, right? But '52 tops. Anybody got a box of that around? <laughs> Are there? There's definitely not, right? Like they don't have boxes of that. Every once in a while, I see like these Christmas rack packs come up on eBay, which I don't even think are real. I think they're just repacks. I don't think they're real. You know, I don't think anybody actually sold those. I've got, you know, who knows? But yeah, I mean, guys, so so we'd love to start as we are getting out there. We'll start, you know, hanging out with you. I'll let you know if I'm going to shows. Andrew will let you know where he's going to be. And, uh, you know, you now know what we look like. We're on YouTube. Take a look. You know, go watch the video and you kind of come on up, say hello. Maybe I'll, the last, the last time somebody did that to me online for a card show, I, I gave him a Top Shot moment while we were standing in line. Here you go. Top, yeah, in top line? Shot what a guy. <laughs> let me give uh, let me give our Luca Nation a play that I, I'm really really excited cool. about, and it's uh, someone that I've uh, I've never been a fan of, but he's uh, he's been playing well in these last two games for the Hawks, and I think he's gonna he's this is an interesting play because this is not a play that I actually want you to hold during the season. Yeah, I don't want you to hold this play during the season. <laughs> he actually for for glimpses, he actually looks like he might be able to play. He also looks like he's 12 years old, so maybe he'll grow into himself. I don't, he's young. He's young. He hasn't played till, since February, and sometimes when you have a uh, injury when you're this young, that's kind of longer term. It, it wakes you up a little bit. You realize nothing's guaranteed. I could be out of the NBA in two, three years. I think his. Let, let me give you context. His Prism PSA ten is forty dollars, forty five, fifty bucks now. At Prism PSA ten, okay. Wow. And Cage, what's what's interesting is take a guess how many PSA tens there are. That's the same class as Zion, RJ Barrett. Yeah, I don't know, a couple, couple, couple of thousand, maybe two thousand. Two thousand, two thousand five hundred. That's nice. exactly right. Two thousand five hundred tens, two thousand five hundred nines. So not, not like you're seeing a Luca seventeen thousand, Zion sixteen thousand, twenty five hundred at fifty bucks a pop. So it's a tiny, as we call, market cap on this guy. And he's tall, he's long, he's the same size as DeAndre Hunter with a longer wingspan. So I see him playing the three and four position next year. His cards have been beaten up. He's played well. I think they're going to be eliminated next game. I don't see them making it to the finals, but even if they do, I would wait till the season's over and buy his cards in the middle of the summer. This Prism PSA 10s, you could go for the silver, but the silver is 300 bucks, where the Prism PSA 10 is 50. I would stick to the base there because there's not a ton of pop. And I would take a look at this guy. And honestly, I think this is going to be a $75, $80, $90 card before next season because. Let me read you guys some of the free agents that are on this Hawks team. You got Tony Snell, Lou Williams, Chris Dunn, John Collins, Solomon Hill, Brandon Goodwin, 
Uh, some of these are restricted. Some have a player option. John Collins is restricted. But I think what they're going to need is not another guard. They have Bogdanovich. They have Trey Young. They're going to need a three. And I think I think you're going to see Cam Reddish have a real opportunity to fight for that three spot. And there's one more thing. Why is he playing so well right now? He has fresh legs. He hasn't played in four months when everyone else has been beat up. He's going to come into next season with fresh legs. And I think if you have the option to sell before next season or you hold it to that first two weeks, first month of the season and sell into that, you're going to be able to make a play. Uh, he's impressed me when he's come back. And I sometimes I'd like to see a young kid get injured because maybe they're going to have that chip on their shoulder. They're going to appreciate how lucky they are to be in the NBA and they're going to work in the offseason and come into next season popping off. This is a bet I would make with Cam Reddish. So a couple things. Normally, I want to give you a pushback on it, right? I remember when he was drafted, everybody said, this is a three-person draft. This is a three-person draft. It's Zion, it's um, Ja, and R.J. Barrett. Obviously, everybody knew that was the ranking, that was the order. Mm-hmm. But leading up to the draft, people were like, all right, number four. You know, like, Cam Reddish is pretty darn good, too. You know, like, he, you know, he was on the Duke team. Like, you know, he might be a number one pick if he wasn't playing behind R.J. and Zion. Mm-hmm. He, he could, you know, he'd be great. He's, he's athletic. He's young. You know, and, and in – when you know when there were games where the three of them, RJ, Zion, and Reddish, were all playing together for Duke in that one year they played together, Reddish would lead the team in scoring often. Like he was mm-hmm. very, very good when given a chance. He was very, very good. Um, I like that you know you're you're laying the, the 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 terms of the play out there, right? Like buy it now, buy it in a little while, buy it in the offseason, and you can flip it. Um, yeah, man, Reddish. The only negative I have is I know I have Reddish stuff at PSA. Like, I know there's a bunch of those coming back. You know what I mean? He was in that Cam Johnson, uh, you know, Brandon Clark, uh, you know, uh, Darius Baisley, you know, group where everybody was just sending that second, in. The second tier, yeah. the, the Tyler Heroes. That, that's why when, when you know something like that, and this is where experience, because we give plays, but it's not just the play. It's how do you make the play? You could do dollar, dollar cost average. So you could, let's say you want to invest 500 bucks into Cam Reddish. Well, you could just buy one a week for 10 weeks. You could also do that, right? Because there's yeah. a supply. Because supply is going to come out. My thought on it, though, I, I think about it is, is even if that pop doubled, it's still significantly less than what the other guys are. And the price is already low. So you're right. I mean, like, you know, they, you did your math on it. Here's my favorite part of this play. When Sometimes do, people get a little bit upset with themselves when they buy at 50 and then they see it go to 40, though. Yeah, so and then buy, that's 40, when buy I, another one. It's like and buying Ethereum at 2400 and it goes all the way down to 1700 You can lessen that that blow if you buy it again at 22 at 21 at 20 at 19 all the way down to that 1700 Then ride it back up. If you if you love it at 2400 you love it even more at 17 That's right. That's right. Until you run out of money. That's the way it works. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the part about this play I love the most. When I irrationally hate somebody, it's very difficult for me to come back and like them. And good for you. Good for you for being better than me because you have you have hated on Cam Reddish for quite some time. And look at how far we've come. He's now a play. You watch him play and you say, you know what? There's some potential here. I love it. I think people closest to me know know this about me. I'm very opinionated, but I'm willing to be curious about my opinions, right? Like I grew up in a family, a Russian Jewish family, where like dinner is a discussion and a debate about everything possible. And I saw the most miserable people are the ones that are hold on to their uh, opinions to like their deathbed. So Russian and you Jewish can, family, here's the debate. Borscht, cold or hot? It's not cold or hot. We argue about capitalism, communism. You know, are, is the next generation, are they lazy? Do they respect parents? I, my grandpa walked in the house at my aunt's house and the kids didn't get up to greet him. They were playing on the iPad. 
the world's coming to an end. That kind of shit. Yeah, cut the turkey without me. All right, that's cool. I like it. So listen, do you know who the last outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds to start the All-Star game was? I don't know the last outfielder for the Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> I love talking baseball with you. I love it. So you ever heard? I'm, of I'm name, such uh, I'm such a just like a JV fan. Like I'm just, I'm just a, such a simple fan. Like I know Joey Votto. I think he played first base. He was really good with the yeah. fans. But how about Ken Griffey Jr.? You ever heard of that I guy? Yeah. Uh, of course. But you didn't know he played the Reds. <laughs> yeah. So Ken Griffey Jr. is the last Reds outfielder to start in the All Star game until this year, right? So why did so, Seattle give him up if he was so good? Well, it's the end of his contract, and he went and signed with uh, he went and signed with Cincinnati. He gave him a real home hometown discount. But you know what? Seattle would tell you they did okay because Griffey had some real injury problems during that Cincinnati uh, contract. Um, you know, he 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 was one of those guys that kind of you know it's it's one of those what if stories, right? You know, you ask you know who's one player you'd like to see with no injuries and see what he can do for his whole career. He's one of those. Bo Jackson is a huge one too. But so anyway, that changes this year because we've talked about Nick Castellanos. Nick Castellanos could be starting his first outfield, uh, first All Star game in outfield, and and a guy named Ronald Acuna, who you've heard of too, right, is also starting. Now, can you think of other outfielders in the National League that might join those two? So Nick Castellanos from the Reds and Ronald Acuna. I mean, is there is there a guy in the Dodgers maybe who used to be on the Red Sox, who's like basically the second best player in baseball? You know who I'm talking about. Mookie, Mookie with the big you chain. You would think Mookie Betts would be like the guy to start the All Star game, especially the Dodgers. It's a fan voting thing, right? Um, and and you'd have a crazy outfield of Nick Castellanos who earned it, Ronald Acuna and Mookie Betts. But I'm here to tell you, mah, mah, Mookie is not starting with those two guys. Sorry, Mookie. Mookie, it's not going to be Mookie. Do you know who's the third starting outfielder? You can't even tell me the name of five baseball teams, so I'm going to stop asking you questions. So here you go. Get ready for this name. It is my new favorite baseball name. Not for dirty reasons. His name is Jesse Winker. <laughs> Jesse Winker. Now, 99.7% of the people listening to this have never heard of Jesse Winker, and that's a good thing. You want to know why? Because the rest of the world hasn't heard of Jesse mm -hmm. Winker, but they will hear his name soon enough because he's going to be starting the all-star game at Coors Field very shortly. All right. Jesse Winker. No one ever graded his cards. I thought, you know what? There are some PSA Jesse Winker. Maybe his cousins. Guy's got 19 home runs, 48 RBIs. He's having an all-star season, like a legit all-star season, but he's got these peripheries, right? Not only is he mashing, not only is he playing well, but he went to school with a, a, a player for the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Bills were tweeting Get him on the team. Get him on the all-star team. You know, let's go. Get him on the team. He's part of Bill's Mafia. And there's a picture of him with like a Bill's jersey on. And, and go vote. Vote. Cincinnati Reds, vote for him. You know, like, get out there. The Bengals, you know, were pushing the vote for, for their, you know, their, 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 you know their, their other Cincinnati team. And he won. And he's starting. And he deserves it because he definitely has, you know, the, the numbers that back it up. But here's the fun. His 2017 Topps Chrome card. People are now looking for it. So a PSA 10, because there are none of them on eBay, is over 100 bucks because there are none, right? The base, ungraded, you can get for like $5. You get for a, a couple bucks. I saw uh, um, for $12, the base Chrome and the Chrome update, if you want to go that route because you don't know which one to go. 
And here's the fun. I would have no problem buying these off of Starstock. I would have no problem buying these off of ComC. I would have no problem buying these off of eBay because literally no one graded this dude, right? And you can grade them now. You can grade them if you want. Hang on to them if you want to invest in them long term. You can send them whoever grader you want. Send them to HGA if it's again a cool color match. Send them to CSG. Send them wherever you want to go. Or send them to Starstock and get them in there in a week and flip them when the world is looking for Jesse Winker because he's on the big, you know, Coors Field All-Star Game stage. Um, he's just one of these plays that just kind of comes out where you're like, you know what, it's a couple bucks. There's no real downside. And, you know, maybe it's a home run in the All-Star Game. You know, maybe he actually does something good in the All-Star Game, and now you're having, you know, headlines that outside of papers in Cincinnati. So every once in a while to bring you a play, I randomly select a beat writer, right? And I'm like, well, so I'm, I'm reading about Cincinnati. There's a lot of Cincinnati headlines because – you know, this year, it's an interesting thing about, like, teams that kind of come out of nowhere. Toronto has three all-star starters, three first-time all-star starters. And Vlad Guerrero, at 22, year, 22 years old, is leading, you know, leading all vote-getters. At 22, youngest to ever do it. Tati's also 22. Um, and, and, I mean, it's just, it's real fun things. That are, so I started reading about the article about the Reds. Oh, the Reds have two. The Reds have two first-time starters. I'm like, oh, wow, look at this. This is pretty sweet. I'm like, who are the who are the Reds too? Because I can't name two Reds. I know Nick Castellanos, right? And I'm like, Jesse Winker? Who the heck is Jesse Winker? And now you guys know who he is too. And you get a jump start on everybody else. I'm not buying these cards because I don't want to be racing you to buy them. I'm not getting on Star Stock right now so that I can raise the floor of this stuff up. But if you happen to be the person who listens to our episodes and, and listens first, downloads it first, you have your notifications on. you'll be able to get those Jesse Winker cards on Starstock for pennies. You'll be able to get them on eBay for a buck or two or three bucks and probably turn them around, you know, in the lead up to the All-Star game for for some significant profit. Go for it. He's not even in the Starstock index. Starstock, get it in there. Buy your stuff and get Jesse Winker in there. Whoa. Cage, so uh, I'm watching the game here at Switzerland, Spain. We're recording this um, in the morning here on uh, July 4th weekend. You called it. It's the it's the tournament of own goals. There was another one today, and it set the record: ten own goals in a tournament. And then Switzerland just tied it up on like it was a defensive error, right? Yeah, defensive error doesn't count as an own goal, but it's basically the same thing. It's a lot basically of sloppy it. play. A lot of sloppy lot of... play. All right, Cage. Are we going to do a coffee with Cage this Fourth of July weekend, or you think people are busy? No, I mean we can we we can do it. We can figure something out. Maybe if we do it, you know, we we can kind of kind of take a. Uh, a pulse of the audience out there. We'll put some messages out and tell you know they could let us know what you think. I mean, um, I saw a pretty fun, I saw a pretty funny tweet the other day. I'll just throw it out there. It was our friend Jimmy Guns. Remember Jimmy Guns? We had on for a while. He's on Twitter. Jimmy, Jimmy Guns is not someone you can forget. He basically was like, um, "Stop buying fireworks because it's about time that China stops making money off of our Independence Day." <laughs> It was like I never really thought about that. Here we are, you know, spending millions of dollars on fireworks to celebrate the Fourth of July, and it's really all benefiting China. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Never even thought about it. <laughs> I don't know how many people are gonna get the the joke, but <laughs> what do you mean? That's because it's you know, it's, uh, yeah, you. I think you underestimate the intelligence of Luca Nation. All right, all right, we'll see, we'll see. Hey guys, no, they're all movie Andrew, fans like you. They love movie quotes. Andrew has some ideas. I got right? I got shipped by our audience because I quoted Anne Rand. Yeah, you did. But you know, I mean, listen, that's different. You know, that's it's a it's a little it's, it's a little different. I mean, you quote some interesting stuff. 
I, I mean, people don't realize you are the alchemist. So <laughs> here's what's fun, right? Um, Andrew's got some ideas, guys, about like, you know, um, merch, you know, NFTs, cards, all kinds of stuff for Luca Nation. You know, give backs, utility, you kind of that kind of stuff. So we might we might float some ideas out there in the groups. If you're not in the groups, it might be a good time to get in so you can give your feedback about the direction of where you know Luca Nation is going, you know, partnerships and all that. Like, um, you know, we want to continue to to bring you our podcast every day and even more YouTube videos, video clips, you know, expansion, um, and never charge you guys for it. That's been what we've said since day one, and that's you know exactly where we want to be. Um, so there's some fun stuff. You know, I anticipate some announcements. Uh, you know, coming down the pike over the next couple of days. What do you think, Andrew? My vision with the NFTs and guys, when when it's something new like this, I'm always like, how much can I learn? And I'm talking to amazing people who have done it uh, in the past. I wanted it to be kind of like a, an IPO of Luca Nation Network. Okay. And you guys get in, you guys have followed us from day one. You're kind of getting in on the ground floor. I really do believe that this is still the ground floor of what we're able to accomplish. And you'd be able to get, get into them at the ground floor, getting into them at this level and then see where we're able to be in three years, five years. I want to reward our OG group, our OG fans. So that's kind of the logic I'm going with. Uh, and I'm learning how to do it. So, yeah, stay tuned, please. All right. Happy, uh, happy Fourth of July weekend. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. This episode of Lucas, Tigers, and Bronze was brought to you by Hybrid Grading Approach. Take it from someone who has personally submitted thousands of cards for grading. HGA slabs just hit different. They're top of the line and color coordinated to match the card itself. The aesthetics are unrivaled in the industry. When paired with the ease of submission and the transparency of the pricing model, HGA stands alone as the best choice for grading your cards. I believe that once you try them out, you will agree. Thanks for listening, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Luca's Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe, Ah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.